Hello everyone and welcome back to Inside Art Scroll, where the books you read and the people who write them come to life. We are joined today by Rabbi Dave Kielsen, the author of Open Your Eyes, a brand new art school book containing the teachings of Rabbi Vigda Miller. Thank you for joining us and I'd love to discuss this particular book. But first, give our viewers a little background to how you got to where you are today. You are a Mechanach. You spend your days at Yeshiva Darchei Taira in Farakaway. Where did you get your early Chinuch? I learned in Yeshiva Darchei Taira in Farakaway. Okay. How's it working for your alma mater? It's uh, just, as ma- just amazing as it was to be uh, a Talmud there. And you were there for elementary through Masifta? No, they, they didn't have a Masifta in my time. I went okay. to Yeshiva Farakaway, where Bechil Per. And you bought Lahad Munchayim, Rabbi Aaron Brafman Zatzal. Right, Manal. Manal, very big tzaddik. And um, Baruch Hashem, I was uh, very mushba, both from Darachi Torah in the early times, and then Yeshiva Rakway. And then I spent a short kufa in the Mir Yeshiva. In, our, in Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim. Who did you learn by there? By Rabbi Elephant, Rabbi Yasef Elephant. And then... I got married and learned in Kailo for five years in Yerushalayim in Neryakov under Rabbi Aaron Sklar, mm. who I continue to remain close to today. And then you moved back to New York afterwards? You so uh, Baruch Hashem, is my 20th year as being zeichet to be mashkiach of Masif Tachayim Shlomo of Yeshiva Dachetara. Was that a position that you got right when you moved back from Yerushalayim? I actually moved back for that position, Baruch oh, wow. Hashem. Yes, a uh, vendor came to Eretz Israel, offered me the position, mm-hmm. and it was so you're a the mashkiach of the Masifta, Masifta Chaim Shlomo. Yes. What Hashem. is the role of a mashkiach of a Masifta? Because not every Masifta has a mashkiach. Many have a manal. What is the role of a mashkiach, and and you know what have your experiences been over the past two decades doing so? The main role is to be mashkiach on the boys and to be there for the boys. Mm-hmm. To be a listening ear, to encourage, and to be makasher to them in a way that they could have that relationship for years to come as they go through life. Is that like a, a guidance counselor in a certain uh, sense? Like a spiritual guidance counselor, right, yes. Right. Have you seen 20 years you're doing this? That twentieth year, Baruch Hashem. Have you have you seen a, a, a change over the years in in the challenges that you deal with, in the methods that work? What have you seen as far as that's concerned? The main misyanus of twenty years ago are still the same. Yeah. Um, the Yitzhara is still the same Yitzhara, and Lahavda Latira is still the same Torah. Um, but the yeshiva itself has gone through a metamorphosis and has transformed into something um, really amazing. And literally every five years into what it is today, it's a. Uh, You're it's saying as far as the level of the level of, of learning of ruchnius, of ruchnius, of, mm-hmm. uh, of level of Taira, a level of mm-hmm. bnei Taira, It's really uh, has become a driving force in Kali Yisrael, and I've seen it from the successes and the, the products that the Yeshiva Baruch Hashem uh, gives forth. Mm-hmm. Now, boys during their adolescence, formative years, they go through a lot. 
it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a process. It's a process. I, I don't know if you, we could compare boys and girls, but at least on the surface, it would seem that with, with boys, it, it might be a bigger challenge, maybe because their nisyatness are different, maybe their expectations are different. It's, it's a different process. Also, girls make it through that process faster. By the end of high school, they're already going to seminary, whereas with a boy, sometimes he might not really get going till the end of Masifta, and then he's going to base Medrash, then Eretz Yisrael, there's more left to the process. What do you think, and what have you seen is the key point, or the fundamental principle, that really gets a boy going as far as learning and growing as an Ever Hashem, growing as a mentor? It's a very good question. <laughs> Uh, hard to answer. answer. Uh, definitely not one answer. It's hard to answer on regal achas. But I think that if the boy feels good about himself and he has someone who believes in him, that is usually the key aspect to his becoming something. That's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. As soon as he feels a taste of achievement, so he automatically wants to feel more of that. Right. And it you know, uh, continues the chain forward. So the goal is really for a boy to feel good about himself initially, in whatever way you could get him to feel that and learn, obviously yes. in, in, in a substantive way. Yes, and 100%. Then, and then almost, you know, not automatically, but with encouragement, he could hopefully grow to higher levels. Then he has the wherewithal also right. to overcome the Right that are facing him, especially in today's dar. Right, and Dr. Taira definitely, he has role models. A boy will have role models like yourself, the Roshiva Rabbi Bender, the Roshiva Rabbi Altuski, I'm sure is, you look at people who, who are living very exalted lives, and the boys hopefully want to tap into that, reach into some kind of level, right? 100%. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Now, you've expanded your reach of Hashpa and Arbatsa Satayra by writing. I know that you write a weekly message for Yeshiva Dar for the, I don't know if it's just alumni or... It started as, many, as alumni. Oh, it started as alumni. Now, now there's a wider reach. You write Ach the Vaitari Lili Nishmas uh, Talmud of the Yeshiva. Talk about that. So 14 years ago and a few months, Hashem Yerachim, we lost a precious Talmud, Avinoam Grossman, who was an exceptional young man. And one of the staff came over to me and he said, why don't you write something on the parsha for the alumni, Le'ilam Nishmasai. And literally, it was that week, parsha's Kiseitze, Tafshin, Samach, Vav, that it was, that Zichron Avinoam was born, Baruch Hashem Hara. We haven't missed a week every, every Shabbos since that day. We've... Uh, with the yeshiva's help, and mainly Siata Deshmaya, we send out, I try to send out a Devar Torah every Shabbos that will be a, a message, a take-home message mm-hmm. for everyone who reads it. And this is your Devar Torah, your Torah thoughts um, no, no, on the Usually a, a Likud from, a uh, from others. From, from others mm-hmm. That I try to add a story to a mushal and put right. it together in a way that's palatable to be able to I know to that it. it's very, very well received. People like Hashem. it. In, Hashem. Hashem. And that Hashem. morphed Hashem. into actually an art scroll volume yes. called mm-hmm. Diamonds on the Road. Correct. Which was also very well received. Hashem. I don't know if there's another volume of that in the works, but 
Not yet. Not but yet. Hal- Perhaps. Exactly. When you fit it into your time between guiding the Talmidim and now we're to celebrate the release of another book, which is different. Talk about this volume and how you connect it to the Torah and the Hashkafa of Rabbi Miller. Yes. So it happens to be that I did try in the Sefer to elaborate on this aspect and what was the uh, inspiration for the Sefer, but I mm-hmm. also will will uh, try to share some of it with you now. Um, as I write about in the book, um, it was while I was learning in Eretz Yisrael that my friend Rev. Daniel Kalish, who was well-known, tremendous mashpia and Klal Yisrael, introduced me to the tapes of Victor Miller, that's all. We, we, you were learning with him at the time? No, I was learning in Neryakov Kolel. Mm-hmm. And Rav Daniel was, was actually learning in the mirror. And he said to me, you have to listen to Rav Miller. And it took two, three tapes, but I became completely mesmerized by the clarity, the truth, and the unbelievable power that this man had in his Torah, and most of all, in his hashpa on the world. And Bar Hashem, that, that began to develop into um, a constant um, learning, until eventually my father, Zalgazunzayim, bought me 800 tapes. Chazde <laughs> Hashem, I've been through about, about 600 so far. And since that year, it was Tafshin and Tess when I started. And specifically in the aspect that he is most known for, he for sure had the biggest influence on me as well. And that is in the area which he claims of himself was the biggest inspiration for his life. The section of Cheves is called Shahar Bechina, which is all about seeing Hashem, Hashem's wisdom and kindness in every aspect of the world. Just Parenthetically, Rav Matasiel Salman's Olgazunzain mentioned that Rav Miller's Levaya, this was Chavzayin Nisan Tafshin Samach Aleph, I was standing there in front of the mirror when Matasio had spoken in Yerushalayim, and he said, Rav Miller was the Avram Avinu of our Dar. And I think that one of the most important Nakudas, which was really the inspiration of this book, is that although many of Baruch Hashem have tapped into, and especially recently are tapping in more and more to Miller's Hashpah, I felt that the, uh, the overall um, perspective that he was trying to give over in this area of Sha'ar Bechina, it was, it, it, it is so imperative to make uh, to make it more accessible to Klal Yisrael. Mm-hmm. And also, the fact is that Rev Miller got it, received it from the Chavos Havavos himself, right. and that is something which not everyone has an easy time learning. Right. Thus, I felt that the inspiration for this Sefer was that I, if I was so influenced in a life-changing way, life-altering way, 
I, I'm wishing and I'm hoping that I could do the same for all of Kal Yisrael. That if they could just um, understand the perspective of Shara B'china, it could make a uh, revolution in, in Kal Yisrael. Now, were you ever Zaycha to meet Rabbi Miller or to see him? Or? So after that first year, I was listening every single day. Mamish, on the way to him from Kaila, I had a long trip to Kaila every day. And the whole entire year, I would literally dream of the moment of Yisraelcha to meet him, picturing what he looked like. And then eventually, Chazde Hashem, the year before he was Nifter, I spent a summer in America, and I went every single Thursday night. The Thursday night cheer. The Thursday night cheer, it was, wow. it was packed. And the, the moment that he walked in, I'll never forget, it was yeah. Mamish Nafshi Yatsa Vidabra. The, the moment he walked in, I couldn't believe my eyes. This was the man that was having yeah. such an effect on me. So I never had, actually had a personal relationship with him, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but what I received during those few months is um, indescribable. You're bringing back memories to me. I grew up on East 10th Street and Kings Highway. And Kings Highway and Avenue R. And that, literally right. that neighborhood. That's what he was. And I remember as a child, I would see Rabbi Miller I'm taking walking. his walks down Kings That's Highway. And I knew Rabbi Miller. Like, I grew up with Rabbi Miller in the neighborhood. We took it for granted, obviously. And uh, occasionally, we would dive in there in Beis Yisrael of Rugby on Ocean Parkway uh, with my father. And then I, I remember what you're talking about when Rabbi Miller would walk in presence and the presence he would come from his house upstairs. upstairs he would come downstairs and he would walk in and a silence would would spread across the shul as he would make That's his way exactly up to the front and uh, he was definitely uh, an amazing figure then but as as you were talking about for whatever reason his message seems to be resonating now more than ever yeah more than ever everyone can't get enough of it whether it's the sheets that go out to shuls whether it's his tapes and we know that he reached well beyond his own community. There's a Kihil in Williamsburg that was established based on, his, based on his approach. And this concept of opening our eyes to see Hashem everywhere is universal. Because no matter what type of background a person has, they need it. It's not, even, it's not, it's not a luxury. We need it for our own spiritual and emotional well-being. Talk about that. Talk about what it means and how... It transforms our lives when we train ourselves to think the way Rabbi Miller tried to train us. Yes. So that's really one of the main driving forces behind the Sefer. Unfortunately, especially in recent times with the newfound challenges that Klai and the world over are faced with, I think Rabbi Miller's message of looking at the world through the lenses of toiv ma'id is needed more than ever before. And people are naturally um, being misyaches, resonating with that message because of the, the chizuk that they, they receive from that. Just to give an example, to put things in perspective, somebody came to Rav Miller, Erev Rosh Hashanah, and he said, "No, the year and all of its difficulties should end. The new year should bring all its blessings. And in his <clears throat> inimitable fashion, that Miller said, that's all you can think about? 
how many breakfasts did you have this year? And so many times, naturally, we tend to focus on the challenges and the sienas which are inevitable in life. And besides the truth of Rav Miller's words, the positivity in his message is open your eyes and focus on the chasadim. There are always going to be endless more chasadim than the challenges that you are facing right now. And I'm hoping that as is Hashem, through people connecting to the Sefer, it will be a life-changing perspective on this specific aspect. Mm-hmm. I've heard from Hezeinakol, from Rabbi Mel Hezeinakol, Rabbi the beloved Rav of Kala Teres Yishai in Lakewood, who, I don't know if he could give a shmooz or a shir without mentioning Hezeida, yes, and has done as much as anyone in spreading he lives. spreading, he, he lives, lives the message. Lives he talks about it, how we talk about tragedies, and the tragedies always make it to the front of the newspaper. Do we ever have a front of a newspaper thanking the Rabbani Shalom for the number of children who have gone to school on a given day without incident? That's, that's the example he gives, and numerous other examples. It definitely reframes uh, how we look at things, because there's no person who gets away with uh, an, an easy life. Everyone deals with some kind of challenge on some level. And when we look at the positive, so somehow our challenges will pale in comparison. It's hard. If it was easy, then, you know, there would be, uh, there wouldn't be schar for it. Exactly. You know, the Rabbani Shalom makes it difficult. Um, but I guess as you inculcate, instill in ourselves this type of message, it will become part of our being and we'll start thinking differently. Exactly. Do you fi- have you found that in counseling? First of all, you also deal with Shalom Bayez. I know you, you counsel people. How has Rabbi Miller's message been incorporated into your guidance to people in their challenges? So I'm so happy you mentioned that because that was a point that I wanted to say and a message that I did want to give. Um, actually, just as a side thought, this week's parsha is Parsha's Nayach. Mech brings a carbon, and Akash Baruch Hu says, I will not destroy the world. So my Shver Dr. Brickman, Zalgazansan, once said that the first phase of the world, so to say, Adam Arishin, had a certain lacking in Akaras Atayv. When Hashem asked him why he did it, he said it was my wife. That world did not remain. The new phase of the world began with Akaras Atayv, that world remains till today. Every chasen that I am zeicha be'ez Hashem to teach, the parting message that I give to him from the chasen shmuz, as I'm dancing with him in the circle is, thank Hashem for your wife every day of your life. Because I believe that if he goes into marriage with that perspective of Akar Zetayv, that paves the way for a true kiyum of that bias. Hakar Zetayv is the, is the basis, Rav Miller explains this based on all the Svarim, it's the basis for all the Vedas Hashem, but it's the basis for the key of everything that we're trying to accomplish. And that's also one of the great goals and hopes from the Sefer, Be'ez Hashem. When you mentioned before, Tachal Shonav Akilah so you brought to mind um, that Rav Shlom Arbach once lamented that when calendar publishers, when they publish the next year's calendar, 
at the end of the calendar, they're already writing, Tochel Shana Vekilo That's amazing. That's the amazing. year didn't even happen yet. That's amazing. And you're like being Paseach <laughs> Pet. But I think he was saying more than that, that it's, it's, it's a lack of Akhar Satayif to the Rabbani Shalom. When right. you write that, you're already kind of uh, anticipating the tragedy, the difficulty. 100%. Is it a skula or is it there is schus in, in demonstrating the Akhar Satayif for being Zaychet to what we want? Is there such a concept? That by having the proper appreciation, that itself is kind of a conduit or a means of the Rabbani Shalom showering us with more. A hundred percent. That's actually one of the things that I do try to bring out from Rev Miller's teachings. Is it's not just that's going to change your simcha sachayim, but it's going to be mazaka you that Akash Baruch Hu will want to give you more because you're market type. Um, offhand, I can't remember the, the raya at the moment. Right. But it's like someone told me recently that when someone asks you how your day is going and you say it couldn't be better, the Rabbani Shlelem hears that. And he says, really, it couldn't be better? I'll show you that it could even be, it could be even better. Because right. if you have that outlook that it couldn't be better and everything is gewaldic, the Rabbani Shlom wants to show you, no, I can make it even better. Right. And recognizing that the Rabbani Shlom is already giving us everything we need and that even the Nesiyonis are what we need. So the Rabbani Shlom sees our own appreciation and that's a schos for even more of the Shefa Bracha. I don't know the Makar for, for that, but, but there is such a concept yeah. in, in Sifrei Moser of such a thing. Right that are anticipating his chesed because they understand that it all has chesed. Right. But there are more makaris that I... Right, there's ha-bayteach b'ashem chesed yisoy v'venu. That's more about being bayteach in the Rabbani Shalom. This right. is more of a no, focus on, on... The actual ha-karsa On the actual ha-karsa type, appreciating yes. the goodness, which is so powerful. Now, most people who are familiar with Rabbi Miller's teachings know that this is an absolute fundamental yisoyed of his... They know about his example with when he describes the, the 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 preciousness of an apple and the seeds and stories about Rabbi Miller putting his head into the sink into the water just to appreciate a breath of fresh a fresh air and so many examples that are famous. What about this book? Is kind of sheds new light. Maybe people have not yet tasted about Rabbi Miller's Torah and Ashkafa. I'm very happy that you brought that up because I'm. As we're going through, I keep thinking how I'm going to uh, e- explain more and more right. what I was trying to accomplish, specifically more than already is out there. Right. And I think the first and most important Nakuda is that just like Lahavdil, uh, some Anavi is uh, expressing the Navua, Kafi, his particular signon, his unique. Um, way of saying over the Navua, even though Navua was expressed by a different Navi in a different way, um, I think that the purpose of this book is to show um, how Rev Miller's Torah has been mashpia on me personally. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's basically a personal expression of what someone who tries to follow Rev Miller's teachings what will happen to him. That's what I'm trying to convey. And number two is, 
I think that there are so many um, um, parts of Shara B'china that are spread through Rev Miller's works. The purpose of this book, the Sefer, Be'ez HaShem, was to take all the things about Shara B'china everywhere, as many places as I could find them, including Sleipler Gain's works as well, and to put into one compendium that would just be a, uh, a um, I can't think of the right word right now, um, the, the go-to right. for Shara B'china. Mm-hmm. Like a synopsis of, a synopsis. of, of, of what Shara B'china is all about, this will be it. But I think there's more here. There's, this is a demonstration of someone having taken those messages, applied it, and you're coming out on the other end and saying, listen, look what it did for me. This is what it could do for you. Kind that's, of like that. That's, like, that's there's exactly. a manual. That manual. manual. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. That's the word All right, we got it. Yeah, they don't have to edit it out. <laughs> yeah. you know, Very good. What's so the manual? This is the manual for Shara B'china. How to apply Rabbi Miller's message. Yeah. And it's not only just about happiness. I mean, that's number one. We want to be happy people, and this helps us be happy. But I know that you're applying it to so many things. It makes us better parents, better children, better spouses. To talk about that, how it changes us as people in our relationships because we're suddenly having new appreciation. And by being different people, we become better people. So we become better friends, better spouses. So there's no question that Shara B'china affects um, every relationship, specifically because uh, we are naturally self-centered. And when you start to live a life of Akar Satayv, you become much more selfless as a person, as an individual, and you will start looking at all the positive things that others are doing for you as opposed to the things that they're not doing for you. My, uh, my wife's grandparents, LA, um, her, her, her grandmother, she lived me well, my, her, her grandfather, Mr. Mr. Brickman, Allah Shalom, we always noted that they never ever complained about lack of visit or lack of call. They only were makirtayv, always, mm-hmm. for th- that which we did, because it was always to them considered something that we didn't have to do, we did it for them. And that's a perspective of life. Now you deal primarily in the field of chinuch with teenage boys. Do you find that you're able to impart this message to them? Are they mature enough intellectually to appreciate this and apply it? Or does it sometimes take people to be more into the grind of the day-to-day life of supporting a family and dealing with children till it really seeps in? I think 100%. The ones that are coming to hear, the message seeps right in. And the biggest proof is that in certain places of the Sefer, I bring thoughts that Talmidim came up with after learning this sugya with them they themselves went on the journey of Bechina and began to see in their own life, in their own um, every day-to-day, the Yad Hashem and everything. Could you share an, an example if anything comes to mind? For sure. There's uh, one particular example in the Sefer after I had given um, a vad on Shara Bechina. So um, one Talmud called me up that night and he said, as he was going to sleep that night, he noted that there's an amazing phenomenon which probably a person can go through his whole life and never think about. The fact that one's head stays up on a regular basis, even though you're not actually holding it up, 
But, but Akash Baruch Hu created the muscle and the bones in such a way that we don't have to hold up our heads. And Hashem Yirachim, there are people who have lost that ability and they cannot hold up their heads. He said he could have gone through his whole life and never noted that wow. Nakuda, which is happening Yemam Valayla. He got up in the morning and his head is Baruch Hashem standing without any effort. Just, that was just one Nakuda to example. me. That's unbelievable. That's, that's Al-Derech Rabbi Miller. That's a that he took Rabbi Miller's Torah that we were talking about in the van and he brought it to his life. Right. And then another Talmud uh, called me and he said he noted that HaKadosh uh, Baruch made um, that we have hair on top of our hands, but not on the bottom. He said, imagine what kind of challenge it would be if every time a person was trying to get something from the drawer, you know, he'd be getting stuck on the hairs on his hand. Akash Baruch Hu made it, there's, there's not any happenstance in the creation. And Akash Baruch Hu made it, there is no hair on the, on the palm of the hand. These are just tiny nakudas of which the hope of the Sefer is that this is just the beginning. And I, I can just add one, one Nakuda. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, the other aspects which I'm trying to bring out, specifically through the Sefer, is that believing in Hashem and living with Hashem are two different levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vader Miller lived with Hashem. It's not enough to know something. It's a different level to actually feel something. The difference which Red Miller always gives is the difference when you tell a child this stove is hot. And he knows it in his mind that the stove is hot. But if Chas mm-hmm. he touches the stove, now he knows it's hot. He didn't know it was hot before. So which comes first, though? There's no question that first has to come the yidiya, the just the knowledge alone. But part of the the... The goal of learning Shar V'china is that the knowledge of Hashem will become a part of you to the point where you actually will feel enthusiasm towards Hashem. That's, that's the goal. The Halil that Rav Miller lived with, and it was Yemam Velayla, he wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just poetry that he was, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he, he lived Hashem. It came from uh, a relearning and constantly learning. That's what the Sefer is not meant to be a, a one-time, uh, you know, a lie in the recliner. Right. And it's not, it's not a storybook. Right. It's a Sefer that you have to learn slowly and then to review it so that mm-hmm. you can actually internalize the Sha'ar B'chidah. That's the, I just wanted to add that point. Right. Now, as far as those who influenced you, you mentioned your Shiva Rabbi Per. What hashba did your Rabbeim and your Shiva have on you in regards to this, besides for Rabbi Miller's teachings, but in, in opening your eyes and appreciating what you have and, and having a better understanding of the Rabbani Shalom's omnipresence and omnipotence. So before I get to them, I do want to mention uh, my parents. Obviously also. Yes. <laughs> Baruch Hashem had a tremendous hashba, my father's al-Gazun and also my mother, Allah Shalom. Specifically, one of the points I do mention in the introduction is that my mother all the time would talk to us as children of the chasadim of Hashem and the miracles of Hashem. One thing she was famous for was that she would call fruit Hashem's candy. And she would always try to make us um, aware 
of Hashem's miracles in the flowers each and every spring. And there's no question that the constant uh, talking about it went into my bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going to Yeshiva Rakhway, the hashpa mm-hmm. of seeing the world from a completely different view in terms of Ruchnius as opposed to just a physical world came from all the Rebbeim, the Rosh Hashiva, and primarily from Rabbi Aaron Brach from Zatzal, who I was like to have a Seder with for five years mm-hmm. in, in Perkyavas, in, in Yeshiva, oh. every single day. Every day? From 11th grade through 30th grade. When Spanish. was that? Was that in the morning? In the morning? Uh, during lunch. Every single oh. day during lunch. And um, and you learned Perkyavas as a, as a limud. Be'iyun. yeah. With Pirushim and things? With Pirushim, yeah. Wow. And just the persona of the, per, of, of, of the mensch. Uh, you know, was Mashpia in an immeasurable way on mm. me. I consider him for sure one of my primary rebbeim and Mashpia in my darach of life. I have an uncle, Jerry Feller, who lived in Farakway, now lives in Lawrence, and yes. uh, was able to live on the same block, Mater Court with course. Rabbi Brachman. Yes, yes. Whenever we would come to Farakway, we was able to, to watch Rabbi Brachman. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, and he was uh, just a big a special person, and he you saw from the way he carried himself, he 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 lived what he preached. That's that's. And you see uh, it in his talmidim, and uh, must have been quite a schos to learn with him every day. Yeah, chaz Hashem. for so many uh, years. And then we kept up and mamish until he was nifter. Wow. Yeah, we mamish had had vadim from him actually just a few weeks before his nifter. We uh, we had uh, arranged have vadim with him again, all the wow. originals. For, for alumni, you're saying? Yeah, we, we'd come Shabbos afternoon, those who live close by, and we had, we had a vad from him every Shabbos, mm-hmm. just a few weeks before he was nifter. Just, uh, it was very special. I find that interesting because there's a perception that nowadays we don't really learn Moser and Yeshiva. But I'm hearing from this conversation that your upbringing in Chinuch, you were full, of, there was Moser mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah, Hashkafa, Moser, Outlook. Rabbi Perry gave him Moser Vat every day. Every day he gave him Moser Vat. He still does. Right, right. It's definitely inside. very unique about, about the Yeshiva Farakwe, that that's no part of the Chinuch. Yeah, that's uh, You get an outlook for life. So this book is, this book, this book is a Kiddush Hashem. It's beautiful, beautifully written, and the content is fantastic. And you've given Kla Yisrael a matana. So thank you for that. that it should be uh, and bring people closer to Hashem. That's all I want. Amen. Chazde Hashem. It was an immeasurable siyat d'shmaya in the 14 years that it took to produce the sefer. An unbelievable hakar satayv to uh, art scroll for allowing me to be able to be'ezus Hashem have this schus to mezaka the rabbin. But there's no question that uh, the uh, the bottom line of Akar Zatayv to the Shluchi of, of Hashem is to my Rebetzin, Zolkazinsein, and to my children. And Kodesh uh, Baruch should help that we should be Zaycha, my Hof Mashpacha, and all of Klai Yisrael together, we should be Zaycha to see Mashiach Tzakeinu, Meher Vimeinu. Be'ez Hashem. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. And you should be Zaycha to continue to see Atzlacha in uplifting Bahram, giving them direction, giving them the chizuk to feel good about themselves so that they could go on to additional levels of aliyah, continue with your habatza satayra in good health. Amen. Thank you very, very much. Thank you.